you know, everyone feels lonely, and be, especially being an environmental activist can be a lonely existence. And uh, so we're going to be exploring that subject today through a question from Alberta in Germany. Uh, my name is William Manklo. I'm the co-host of the podcast here on the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. And alongside me, well, at the other end of a Zoom call up in Manchester, uh, is co-host... Uh, Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit. Thanks for telling me you were going to start recording then. I had no idea we were we were starting. Neither did I. I, I just I had the words in front of me and I just went with it, you know. Okay, so we're going to be talking about loneliness. We're going to try and again stretch your thinking. We're, we're, we're two men in our 40s. William's a photographer. I'm uh, somebody who gets people out in nature uh, as many ways as possible. It's going to be a meandering discussion, I think, on this one. Uh, who knows where it's going to go, but it will be authentic, I know that. Um, and we hope um, in some way you'll listen to this uh, and you'll make a change in your life and start protecting the people in the nature around you in your area. Because people around us, William, are nature as well. Yes, um, yes it's like a meandering, it's a meandering conversation as we always have. Uh, it's, like a mea- it's meandering like a leaf falling from a tree or a conversation that you've had with that relative that always uh, keeps you on the phone for too long. Is that Uncle Nobed? <laughs> uh, you might have to. You, do you want to? Do you want to cut that out? No, no. <laughs> but to, today we are specifically uh, going to be talking. Uh, well, we're going to be discussing the question uh, from Alberta in Germany, aren't we, Stuart? Do you want yeah, to? Yeah, and and there's a message from her as well. We've had a number of messages from listeners alongside their question. Shall I read this one out? Yeah, thanks for all the messages. It's appreciated. It really is. Thank you. Okay, Uh, Alberta says um, she's been listening since the very beginning of this podcast and love the direction that we're going in. But she would like to set us a question that takes us in a whole different direction to what we've gone in before. Oh, I just, yeah, well, of course, that's a great thing to do. Because we, 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 the listener, you, you, the listener, are sending questions and it's sending us into very interesting conversations and interesting mm. directions and tangents isn't it mm. Stuart, right yeah and uh, it's interesting alberta's been listening right from the beginning uh, this must be about episode 153 54 something, something, like along, that. something along those lines yeah more than You've that been, she's been sloth like in the background been keeping quiet you know <laughs> it's uh, that's unusual for a german <laughs> I think you should cut that out. <laughs> what? Edit it out or just stop, stop, stop the comments? I was going to say that, you know, that we were talking about um, in the previous episode about um, judging, Stereo- stereotyping yeah. and judging. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, the, that's the worst type of stereotyping, stereotyping and judgment right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it just shows we all do it. Hopefully you'll stick with us. Hopefully you'll stick with us, Alberta, and my, my um, hopeless... Uh, ill-considered comment will pass unnoticed because I don't think we've highlighted it too much. Anyway, her question, being an environmental activist can be a lonely existence. Could you explore the subject of human loneliness? I think she wants us to explore that outside of activism, William. Yeah, well, as I said right at the top of this this episode, the, everyone at some point will feel lonely in their life. Loneliness mm. is a particularly bad thing for you as well. We are by by, na- by very very much by our nature a a community animal, and being lonely um, is particularly is particularly bad for your health. It's, it's, it's as bad for your health as some some of the worst uh, the worst diseases you can think of. I've got a couple of stats here, a specific, specific survey here in the UK saying that 
60% of 18 to 40 year olds feel lonely on a regular basis and 46% of the US, of the general population in the US have felt lonely at one point in their life. It's quite mm. big, they're quite quite startling stats and the fact if you look at the, that 18 to 40 group you'd think that loneliness I've always maybe I've been, again it's just how I've been thinking that loneliness has always affected older people more than the, the younger generation mm. but the younger generation are definitely feeling it a lot more than Maybe that's well. why it creeps up on the younger generation because they're not expecting it. Yeah, but do you think the problem it, that's out there? I think I think loneliness is, is also it's also something hard to admit because it's to some people because yeah. if, if there is social stigma, you know, if you, and also you can also come out feel that come from my own experience and also talking to members of my family about this that you don't want to feel like you're a burden on somebody. Because mm. that's what loneliness can sometimes be. Loneliness is also pe- very pe- self-perpetuating. You know that mm. as soon as you as soon as you become you start f- to feel lonely, other people's actions around you start to take on a different meanings. They, they take on a lot more sinister meanings. So the way somebody might look at you or the, the inflection in somebody's voice might mm. be you, you interpret it differently. Because especially because you're only talking to yourself. If you're on your own mm. a lot, you only you only have yourself to bounce ideas off of and you yourself is the probably the worst person to do that with because you you become mm. you become this echo chamber and that perpetuates loneliness and it makes it harder mm. and harder to reintegrate yourself into mm. conversations and, and having friends again and, and trust but trust breaks down at that point as well it's hard it's very difficult i find this a very emotive subject because i've got people in mm. that are close to me that that, that, that that suffered quite badly from loneliness mm. The, uh, it's interesting you say echo chamber because social media can be a bit of an echo chamber these days. And mm. loneliness reminds us that we're, um, we're as people we need company, uh, and it's to understand it we need to realise it's an ordinary emotion that we have to explore, and that exploration allows us to understand how the loneliness affects us and ourselves. Uh, and talking about the echo chamber and social media. The mobile phone, in my view, is a, a weapon of mass destruction these days. Um, don't worry about the atomic bomb. The mobile phone is, is out there. Because the mobile phone can actually disguise that we're actually lonely because we're busy on it, talking to people. And we can actually forget that we're lonely. Yeah, it can mask that loneliness, can't it? So you think that mm. you've got loads of friends because you've got a huge friend list on Facebook or you've got loads of people following you on different social media channels or you're, you're talking to people on... Uh, on a regular basis through text and whatsapps and that type mm. of thing but actually loneliness is lon- the, the, the real cure for loneliness is, is proper human contact and I know we can't mm. necessarily do that right now in various parts of the world we've all got different versions of lockdown going on right now but I'll go back to this whole the whole thing about how, how loneliness can be very self-perpetuating it's a very incremental thing it, creep, it can creep up on you it really can do it can be something that you you suddenly turn around after about 10 years and realise that you you don't really have anybody to rely on over those preceding 10 years incrementally you've taken steps to uh, maybe one one bad moment in you had you had a breakup with a friend or you had a you had a really bad experience with a member of your family that that triggered you to kind of go kind of take take steps to detach yourself from society and become a lot more lonely you don't realize it you don't realize it because it's your reality it's it's a hard thing to break out of. Loneliness can be very, very hard, very tough. And it needs people to support those, those people mm. going through it. But the support 
is a very difficult thing to do as well because it's it's this whole it's almost like a vicious circle in a way you know that's what loneliness mm-hmm. can be but uh, sometimes support can when i hear about it can be quite disturbing because i heard the other day that uh it's being put into the british curriculum with children that they're being going to have new classes teaching them body language because they're spending so much time online they're losing that art sometimes support and the form it takes and the need it it takes disturbs me because it's shocking that do we really think children lack body language interpretation skills isn't that just a innate thing yeah you'd think so wouldn't you you'd think so Uh, it could also be just a reaction to a situation as well um, mm. Whether that type of education lasts, or that that type of education lasts for a long time, or if it's just something that is, you know, reacting to a certain situation, mm. is, is, is to be seen, right? But yeah. the, I will. I'll just go back. I want to. Loneliness is such a. I think it's such a, an important subject, and we often talk mm. about very important subjects here. It, the whole question here from Alberta in Germany has been framed around the environmental activist idea, mm. um, the fact that you're being an environmental activist can be a lonely existence. Now, we're going to be talking to some activists very soon, aren't we, Stuart? So I think yeah. I, this may be, a, I think this should be a question that we maybe should directly, direct, straightly at, direct, direct at them themselves. I mean, I've never been an activist myself, so I can't, I can't necessarily... I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down so I don't forget. I can't, I can't see, uh, I can only, I can only explore this question from my own experience yeah. and the experience of those, my loved ones, the people I love around mm. me. Um, mm. A specific one person. I'm not going to say who they are, but uh, a specifically one person I can think of. Mm. But there was. There, I will say there is a balance to this as well, and always, always a balance to this as well. And mm. there is a difference between now again. I talk about this person that I'm really close to, but the conversation has been about feeling lonely and being on your own are two very different things. You know, just because and this has got to be quite. This is when you've got to really know somebody well. And I think the way you get to know, and the way to combat loneliness is to understand what your friends need mm. in their life. You don't, not everybody needs somebody to knock on their door every day. I know I can speak, I can speak that for myself. Um, mm. That because I think there's a there is a different. I know there's a massive difference between being on your own and being lonely. You know, having mm. being happy with your own company. And being lonely are two different things entirely. So mm. you've got to be careful with if you want to help somebody you feel that he's is is experiencing loneliness, then you've got to you've got mm. to tread you've got to tread carefully, haven't you? I mean, what what you're talking about is taking responsibility for our part of the world around us and to to turn it into something we want it to look like. Uh, and but our hands are sometimes tied with with, with the cards we are dealt. Um, but small steps, you know, towards other people accumulate um, that connection and engagement with people that can maybe alleviate loneliness in them and in us so it's about forming the world into something we want it to look like yeah and it's and it's, and it's just it's just being able to understand and empathize with the people around you yeah i mean i've i've certainly experienced loneliness i, I can i can mm. freely admit that i've definitely experienced it uh, sometimes I've, I've I've experienced loneliness stood in a room full of friends it's it's, it's, yeah. crazy, it's kind of like a crazy thing if you think about it it's kind of mm. like so. It doesn't make sense. I think loneliness sometimes doesn't make sense mm. to yourself. But the um, confronting it is a positive thing, and change scares people sometimes. And but I think if we want it individually or as a society, 
it's nothing but positive. And we, we something somebody said to me years ago was, we have no common ground if we have no ground in common. Mm-hmm. And so to to realise the person you're looking at at the bus stop, you know, they might look like everything sorted in their life. They could well just be lonely and just saying hello to them might just be what they need. You know, you just don't know. It's down to um, balance of interpretation of the people and the situations around you. Yeah. You know? And that's an action to take away, take straight away. Is, And I find often that the, the people that can maybe be lonely are the ones that are maybe working, doing the service jobs. You know, mm. they may not, uh, this, is, this is, there's a lot of assertions here, uh, which aren't yeah. going to be true for everybody's situation. But they may not, they may not be, they may be struggling financially. They may be struggling because of that, because they, they, they just might be struggling in general in their life. But I, whenever I come across anybody who is serving me and working for me, I try to reach out to them in some respects just by mm. going hello or uh, smiling or uh, just just having some 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 form of conversation about the situation. It might not seem to have an impact, but I think those those small interactions can 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 make such a big difference. I, I've experienced it myself. You know, I've been in situations where I felt like quite desperate and quite lonely. And I thought, well, what am I doing? What am I doing here? What am I up to? Uh, what, what, what I've made these decisions and they've led to this, this situation. What do, I, what do I do with it? And uh, having a conversation at a bus stop with somebody or somebody just will just in, in, interact with me takes me out of that situation for five seconds mm. and suddenly I realise mm. that I'm, I, you know, I don't have to worry about it so much. Mm. There are plenty of organisations out there that are, yeah. are embracing embracing the possibilities of offering support. I think we need to get involved with those organisations as well, you know, whether we're lonely or, or we want to help the lonely. I mean, there are plenty of organisations out there that are trying to combat this and need extra help. So it's something we can all do. I totally you know, agree. And, and if, things are, if somebody's out there who's listening is things are challenging, it, it, yeah, it will be hard to get through it, but... Um, whatever the the situation is, but the end result is usually worth persisting with. Not always, but usually. Yeah, it is. It is. Basically, like this is like I said, this is a very big subject. Vast. Um, yeah. And I mean, relationships are always vast because there's so many perspectives they can take. Yeah. That's what we're talking about is relationships or lack of, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like you, you can infer so much by what somebody says. There was a. A book about mindset I'm trying to remember her name now I think it's Caroline Dweck I think it's her, her mm. name she's a professor in California and she did this whole thing about mindsets and she set up this uh, this thought experiment where uh, she for her students and the thought experiment went along the lines of they went into went, went they, 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 they went to college that day they, they got a particularly bad mark on their their midterm paper and they came back they, they, they went outside I found they had a ticket on their car um, and they phoned their friend because they were feeling bad and their phone, their friend just brushed them off. And uh, mm. the, the two ways to look, at, to look at it, this is like a mindset thing, but I think this, this, there's an equalness, equal there here to how you, how you perceive things mm. and how when you're lonely, especially if you're suffering from loneliness, how you can see the world. The, the, the positive mindset would, would think, okay, it's fine. It's only a midterm paper. I can work harder and get the actual final paper grade up. Um, I've just got to be and with a car ticket I've just got to be more careful where I park and the friend that brushed me off 
could potentially just be having a bad day. Mm. I'll, I'll give yeah. them a few hours and I'll call them back later. So mm. it can be, if, you know, if you're finding yourself in situations, especially social situations, you're finding that you're being negative to everybody around you or finding that everything coming back to you is negative. Try and think about it and try and reframe it and try and think, oh, mm. was that really that negative? Was it just that mm. I'm in a situation? And I've been in situations recently uh, where I helped with the local market and uh, somebody can sound a little bit brush bit brusque with me but you know we're working on a working we're we're, we're we're working an outside market it's raining they've had a, they've had a particularly difficult week you know mm. you take those into consideration um i think that's where loneliness can perpetuate mm. itself when you, you you take everything negatively that's my own experience that's not through it's mm. not through any sort of research that's my own experience but during the, the lockdown a lot of relationships have been built online but relationships can be built online or offline. Regardless, it takes time and focus to develop them. Being open and honest it is a good way to create allies and friends to fill that gap to maybe alleviate loneliness. And sharing our personal story and then allow others to share theirs as well, a good method. And loneliness is often, you said about you can be in a room full of people still feeling lonely. Loneliness is often, in my view, an experience it's the lack of the right type of people around you, not how many. It's the right type, and we, and we all feel know what it feels like when we have connections. So maybe it's not the, it's not the, it's not necessarily you need to be going for volume. It's quality. Yeah, and it can, but it, but it often it can often also start with yourself. So it could be the right people yep. in the room. It's just how you're feeling at that time and actually understanding yep. that and and, and understanding yep. that you you, you're not you're you're not some automaton robot. You know. Uh, I had to remind myself of that this year. I mean, this year has been a really challenging start to the year for myself, January, February. Um, I would say it's mostly self-inflicted because of the way I was working and pushing myself to the extremes to, to yes, I was just pushing myself and changing without, put, without having any sort of underlying foundation of actually being able to adapt. <laughs> and mm. um, I mean, Stuart, you know what I'm talking about here because you know, yeah. you, you've seen how that's affected me, right? Um, I feel that I've got better at, at it. But it's just to actually understand in situations where you do feel lonely and especially when you're surrounded by people that are that care for mm. you, that it could just be mm. your own perspective and have a conversation, have a chat with somebody, you know. It doesn't it, well, it doesn't have to be anything deep and meaningful. I think often the best conversations are the ones that the ones that really keep things ticking are the the, the silly conversations about stuff about stuff you've done that day or the mundane conversations about you know what we're going to have for dinner tonight they're the they're the they're the social glue of of, of life uh, so yeah if, with that with that in that with that in mind alberta what are you going to have for dinner this evening yeah <laughs> but i think uh something we often talk about in our workshops that we lead uh, in country walks is asking people every now and again to ask themselves how they feel and i think we need to monitor where we are as long-term loneliness can be very damaging and if we're not even aware it's there you know, by the time we've recognised it, it's been there for hours, years, you know, yeah. decades. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a, it, it encroaches on your life. It can encroach your life very, yeah. very slowly. And because it does that, it's not like a, uh, it's not like you get a stung by stung by a wasp and you feel it straight away. It, it's it, it's a long term thing and it can really sneak up on you. But mm. so something about lockdown that does make me not smile and laugh or dismiss it, but. It was something unexpected was many people are actually missing the links that they've lost that they didn't even like, like, the com you know, the commute to work. You mm -hmm. know, they, they couldn't stand the commute to work, but 
it was linking them with other people who were commuting, you know. And but but even that has even that has impacts, and we need to consider that, you know, the things we're losing that we don't even want in our life because of lockdown. They have an impact as well. It's not. It's not that they've been t- how they've. It's not that they've been taken away. It's how they've been taken away. I think. And what I point out is loneliness is a very much an individual thing, and it hits us in different ways, and we express it in different ways. We shouldn't compare with ourselves with other people how somebody else is expressing it. It doesn't have to be the way we have to express it. No, I mean, we've both had loneliness in very different different forms, Stuart, haven't we? We've, we both yeah have have I've have, I've, I've actually struggled to recognise it as loneliness, but I keep being told it is. <laughs> yeah, but that that's 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 my journey. Yeah, it's your own, own individual journey, and um, yeah. I I've never judged you for how you are. Mm. I just um, as as a friend, I always just uh, I just try and support you with whatever yeah. you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best way of yeah. doing it, really. Yeah, but but also feeling bored and directionless that that can be an insight into the fact that we might actually be lonely it's not just that we're bored it is something it could that they're symptoms of being lonely but not always you know and we need to we need to see that those behaviors and the people are around us as well because they might need us to recognize it in them yeah i was gonna say that's purpose isn't it and um, my wife would actually say um, she, 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 she rallies against this whole idea of everybody needs to find their thing their one thing their purpose in life mm. uh, she finds it a little bit too, too much and uh, she's like I just, I, just want to, I just want to live life and have a good life and I said well that is your purpose then isn't it <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, she, doesn't, she yeah. doesn't really agree with but when you're talking about purpose there Stuart I think purpose can be can be such, can be such, a, such a small simple mm. thing as simple as simple as yeah. just being a good member of your community and just a good mm. in the sense of talking to everybody's around you, you know, just greeting somebody in the mm. street who, who's well, the people we live in the same flat, the block of flats with. We know a lot of people by sight, but not necessarily by name, but that yeah. doesn't matter. It, it could be mm. that that's the only time we see somebody and that's the only time they see somebody and we might chat with them for a while. You know, we've got a couple of mm. neighbours who've got cats and uh, we, mm. because we like cats, we have a conversation about cats or we have a conversation mm. about the weather or we have conversations about... Uh, so our, na- our neighbours have now moved out, but they they had their first child, and through lockdown, and we were, we 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 were helping them, and they were helping us. You know, it, it, that mm. one conversation can lead to things like that. So simple things, nothing mm. nothing onerous, just something very simple. Conversations can lead to can 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 stop you becoming lonely and, and stop that mm. what is particularly bad a bad thing in life. I think one of the worst but things I... in life is to be lonely, to have, to be completely lonely, not alone because alone's a different thing, mm. but being mm. lonely. I think we're maybe uh, looking too much at our, our own selves, not you and I, but introspection. Uh, um, self-compassion is important, I think, but we, are, as you say, we also need to be observant of the people around us and notice that, that those that maybe aren't as connected as they could be, because they might be the people who need our connection. Uh, and I've noticed that people who are bitter and angry can often be the most lonely. Um, and they feel disconnected, so, so they shout people down to, to try and fill that void and, and make or cover it up. I've also noticed low-income people or people with a disability, they all have their own vulnerable situations and sometimes be at most risk of loneliness. You know, So financial situation and physical situation can be a, 
a driver to it as well. Yeah, it was just you know having a having any form of disability, you can again. This is I, I don't have experience of this, but I'm, yeah. I'm sort of empathising here. You know, yeah. and everybody's situation is an entirely different situation. Even with even with a hundred people with exactly the same condition, will have a hundred different experiences of that condition and hundred different yeah. experiences of the world around them. Um, but that it can make you feel that you stand out, that you're mm. that you're different, that you'll feel strange just because of that, and then that because of that, it can perpetuate loneliness, can't it? You know, it's 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 a tough thing. You know, I, I, again, I I think I think going back to going back to the mantra of just treating everybody as a person. As, mm. as a vessel of, of with, a, with a brain in their skull <laughs> mm. who have got their own opinions have got their own life and uh, and trying and, and, and coming from that point of view it's not always easy mm. we, we, we do uh, mm. as we did right at the start of this well you did right at the start of this this podcast yeah. Stuart, you know you, you kind of made an assertion about about people mm. from germany but it's like yeah. everybody everybody falls into those nobody pitfalls. noticed nobody noticed no nobody noticed at all apart from apart from me and everybody listening to this podcast yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, I think the government needs to step in as well um, and, and play a role in reaching out. It's not just us as individuals, because often supportive communities are, are only accessible to the rich, you know, mm. or, or, or or people with money or geographical accessibility. I think um, the government should be reaching out and helping with to combat this as well. Maybe, but I think sometimes some of the best. I think some of the best the best communities are those communities that maybe don't have everything. You know, yeah, you might not maybe. be able to afford everything, and you you are engaging with your neighbours as much yeah. as you possibly can do because you need to because you're helping each other survive. That's exactly what yeah. happened during the lockdown last year uh, around mm. our around around our way. Um, we had a WhatsApp mm. group, and we were all supporting each other both um, in the simple simple thing of like, I am now mm. going to the shop for the shop weekly shop. Do you need anything? Uh, and that then leads to other conversations about how they're feeling, you know, um, yeah. and you know that type of thing. There was so, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think um, richness really makes a difference yeah. in that. I also think understanding the type of personality you are is also a, a route to helping combat loneliness because I've noticed introverted people they replenish their energy when they're alone that's not necessarily don't interpret them as being lonely they're just re recharging and mm. extroverts often recharge when they're around others uh, yes. so d but that, that can be lonely as well you know so it's interpretation extroverts can be sometimes i think need more support as they may be more lonely but introverts might might, might be uh, introverts might actually support themselves better than extroverts i suppose that's what i'm saying but they so, can appear they can appear to be lonely, whereas yeah. extroverts can be very extrovert and appear to have the world at their feet, but actually yeah. they feel very lonely, but it doesn't show because it, yeah. loneliness is seen as being withdrawn mm. and being on your own, whereas loneliness, mm. like I said, you could be in the in a room full of people, a room full of strangers especially and and to be a performer and still feel lonely in that situation yeah. right but I think the the core of Alberta's question is it's about mindset. It's about shifting our collective thinking and not just our individual thinking around this. Um, you know, and we need to do we need to do things with people that are also different to us. So they stretch our thinking uh, and you may disagree with them, but you can argue nicely and maybe learn something. And that that 
that that so I sense loneliness and sometimes be the, 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 the you haven't got the right type of people around you, but sometimes loneliness can be counteracted by having what you could call the wrong type of people around you because they're going to challenge your thinking and occupy your mind. So it's interpreting what's right and wrong at any given moment in time. It goes back to balance. Yeah. It goes back to balance in life. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I keep asserting that everything is, everything is good in balance <laughs> in life, yeah. whatever it is, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. That, I think think we but I think we've explored this question. We're coming to the end of it. I think. The, yeah. I think people going back to COVID who were who were lonely before COVID. I've noticed that maybe during COVID they've had more connections because the support systems have kicked in, and maybe these people who were lonely before COVID but aren't now. Maybe these people are worried that when we come through this, if we ever do when things go back to normal, if it ever will, that all those new connections will be lost because the services will disappear. So maybe we need to be looking at the people who aren't actually lonely at the moment because they could well go back to being lonely. That's something that I've often thought about. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel, I feel you opening another can of worms there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just, it just shows that... Uh, it's you know, complexity, it's not isn't there? There's complexity, yeah. there's so many layers to this conversation. Um, I mean, yeah. I was going to say, uh, just to segue in a bit of Patreon uh, news of yeah. this as well, we, we recently really started a new, in fact, when we're recording this on the 8th of March, it's actually being yeah. um, set up today, which is the World Protector, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, part of that is actually uh, what the, one of the benefits of that tier on patreon.com, forward slash the people's conscious ideas, is to meet us, meet and greet us, and have a 15-minute yeah. bi-monthly, we'll say, conversation with us we, we, we put it as a q a which it will be you know we'll you'll be you'll be happy we, 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 you can set questions for us and you can ask us anything pretty much uh, because it's going to be a private conversation but also how much do people how much do people have to pay for that tier i think monthly? it's 30 30 dollars but then it's yeah. depending on what 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 country you're you're in yeah. so um but yeah that that you can actually become a maybe Alberta you'd like to become a, a patron today on that on that level and you can have a conversation directly with us about this question maybe uh, we'd love to hear your thinking about it we really would so are you saying these question and answers could alleviate the world's loneliness that's some pressure <laughs> no no i'm not going to say anything as grandiose but it's it's definitely a, a conversation i have, would i would <laughs> you need to learn, stop being modest no, no, no. I, I, I leave that up to you, Stuart. I'm, I'm, the modest, yeah. I'm the modest one, remember? Yeah. Anyway, to go back to what I was saying, I think we need more communal op- opportunities uh, now and after COVID because you can't just stop the, these once COVID's over. Uh, but we should avoid making it into a, a niche community that, that it needs to become part of daily life for everybody. problem is you can suddenly put an umbrella over somebody saying, you're lonely, so you need this. Actually, I think you need to ask the lonely or ask people what they need, you know. And ask it, it's not even asking the question directly, it's actually asking indirect questions as well because questions themselves can feel very intimidating. Christians themselves yeah. can think that can can sort of think okay that we're leading to sort of black and white answers here, and then life is never mm. about black and white answers. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, unless, unless you want tea or coffee, that's definitely a black and white answer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we're coming to the end of another episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast with him, 
William Manklo, yes, I'm a photographer and I do a live show every week on Shutter and Angle Facebook. Uh, Alberta, thanks very much for your question. Uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, Co-host Stuart, do you want to just sign out um, and um, just to give a shout out to the asking people to share this podcast? Would you want to do that? Yeah, if you could share this podcast with 10 of your best friends, not five, as William always says, 10. Uh, and tell them to listen even if you think they won't like it just get them to listen and get them to argue with us and uh, you know we, we love people arguing with us and tell them we're next episode we're going to be invi- invaded by Vikings the Vikings are coming William well the Vikings were already here yeah. many many <laughs> many many years ago so they, uh, they, uh, they they're invaded. returning they're returning this time this time they're probably returning with flat pack furniture right okay so we'll be with you again in another episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. We appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. Thanks very much for being with us. Bye.